This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Hello, welcome to the show. Cam Poitras, Jim Toad, Jim, how you doing? Happy Tuesday, terrific Tuesday. We're taking Tuesday back, so I'm just... Fine and Danny. Tequila Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Movie Tuesday. What to do with Mexico? Nobody. What do you do on a Tuesday before you and I made it what it is today? <laughs> what did I? Nothing. I was just miserable the whole day. You got That's your Monday. Monday is self-loathing on its own. Then you get Wednesday, like a halfway there. Thirsty Thursdays. We all love that. GMAC today the said from uh, on Friday, the start today. Saturday, Sundays are good, but nobody. He said Tuesdays is. Tuesday. He said it's his most hated day. And yeah. I just bit my tongue and I just let it go. Yeah. Tuesday's what you make it. That's on you, GMAC. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday is there for you to make it what you want it to be, but you gotta want it. Through my decades and decades of therapy, deep therapy. One thing I've learned, Jim, you don't have any control. The only thing you have control is what you have control of. And if if you're not having a terrific Tuesday, well, you can control your terrific Tuesday. In my deep therapy, which is essentially a conversation in the hallway with Richard Cloutier, <laughs> he's told me you can't tell people how they should feel. Mine sitting at the King's Head talking to Peter. Right. When I have fantasy football drafts coming up, I go to Jamie Thomas and say, the Dolphins this year or no? And I get horrible counseling advice. <laughs> well, if you would have came to ask and asked me, Jim, I would have told you, steer clear of the Dolphins. You would have said, stop playing fantasy football and learn the Jets lineup, you nerd. And I, I, I debate that, but I go, Jamie, what do you think of the Dolphins? And I get all this bad counseling. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be an inspirational teaching. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Happy summer. <laughs> I feel fantastic now. I don't. I can just check out and go. This life is good, and then I don't have to think about the dolphins. Yeah, and now uh, you just go. Why am I doing this show? What, what are these two yeah. talking about? Uh, well, inspirational Tuesday. That's why That's I right. do the show. Terrific Tuesday. Was, what are you going to do tonight, Jamie? <laughs> what What were you going to do? And now, what are you going to do? I'm going to look uh, at life in a much different way, Jim. I'm going to go dancing tonight. Yes. Uh, yeah. Probably go, go cut a rug. <laughs> Put on those brown suede <laughs> shoes with your matching belt and blue suit, and you and your wife go cut a rug, man. What's oh. the go-to move, Jamie? <laughs> Do you remember, like, it's been so long since I danced. Do you remember, Jim, you're the same around the same age as me, too. It's just like you forget what your moves I were. Yeah, I have no – I remember the old side-to-side, side and that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you, like, do a little step into the girl, and you yes, step Yes, the step in. <laughs> so you go side, 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 step in, side, side, yeah. side, step back. I'm coming in. I'm stepping back. Like here I'm comes, the here, here comes the step I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you thought you were just dashing. Yeah, yeah. You're like, there is nobody that is dancing better than me tonight. I, I don't, that right now. I don't know why she walked off. I did the step in. It should have worked. <laughs> like I stepped back. I gave her space. Afterwards. I stepped in. <laughs> That's all I did. You got to step back, not step in. Till oh, it's part of life. Oh. You got to know when to step in and step back. Uh, yeah. Jamie, thanks for jumping on the show today. 204-780-6868. Uh, text the show 204-780-6868. 43 days until October 11th, Winnipeg uh, at Calgary. Um, mm. What everybody wants to know, Jamie, I guess your thoughts 
Is there any other summer moves still to come for the Winnipeg Jets? What do you think? Uh, like, I just, I don't, I don't feel like there is, right? And it just, it, it, if you were talking about the future of Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck, it just, it just seems like there's, this is something that's going to take some time, right? And you heard Kevin Shevelday off. Those are two big holes to fill if you take away either one or both, right? And that, that I think that's where you have to tread carefully on this one. And, you know, there's the question of, okay, you know, you're, you're at the trade deadline and you don't feel that you're going to be able to bring either player back. Do you make the move? And I just don't think we're at that urgent point where you have to make that type of decision. And teams aren't panicking yet. Teams aren't going, okay, we got to make this move now to put us over the top. I think there's just this whole, how are things going to look to start? Teams are going to be more seeing what they have right now. And if it's enough before making a move as huge as taking a Mark Shifley or, and, or, you know, or, or Connor Hellebuck. So I, I, I just don't see it happening at this point of the season um, for for the Winnipeg Jets, I think we're going to see Connor Hellebuck and, and Mark Shifley when when training camp opens. Is, is this potentially a, a dangerous game that's being played, Jamie? Um, I, I I just I don't. They're they're patient, right? Yeah. No, there's it's not. Is it time to panic? Absolutely not. So it's just I think the excitement of a new season. You you brought in these these key pieces here. Um, you know everybody's healthy. Regardless of what Connor Hellebuck's future is, you still have one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. So they are, you're already winning right at that point. And Mark Scheifele scored 42 goals last year. So I think you come into camp and you're excited about what you have. And, and I think, you know, Mitch Clinton and I were talking about this yesterday. It's just it's, there's versatility up front. And you're going to run with eight defensemen like you did last year, too. Just how those eight defensemen look, we're, we're going to have to see what, what, how that holds up or what it looks like through in training camp. But, you know, Rasmus Kapar, Gabe Velarde, and Alex Ifalo give Rick Bonus a lot of options up front. Um, so I, you're going to see what you have before you decide what you're going to move on for, what your future is going to look like first. And I, fans are excited what they're going to see. And, yes, sir, that's hanging over what they could get or what they've got to move on or, you know, you've got to keep these guys again extension somehow. I just don't think it's that point where you, you have to have those conversations yet. Let's see what they have, how this all shakes out with the options you have up front and certainly on your back end, and then figure out what you're going to do from that point on. But I just don't feel this is the right time to make that type of move. So along those lines, Jamie, how much will after Labor Day sort of things kick up on that front? I agree with you. I think things have sort of been kicked around, yeah. talked about, everything like that. And then you sort of now we're in that lull. Like I, I'm, I was having this conversation in our newsroom today, where you know things are sort of just standing pat, and everybody's wondering mm-hmm. well, what's going on. You know, Bergeron retires. What about this? What about that? Yeah, and that's and, the automatic one. That's like where you look. You're like, okay, there's that place where uh, Mark Shifley could fit in. But I, what what is the asking price back? Well, what are yeah, you gonna get and, back? Are you and the other thing I think that Jets fans, at least the last two summers, when we hear the stories about teams calling about certain individuals, right, is that it's not like, okay, you can go and we'll try and sign somebody. Mm-hmm. These moves have to make the team at least as equal as they are now or better. Yeah. You yeah. can't just go, okay, well, we got to deal this guy. Here you go. And then, you know, okay, well, we're not as good as we used to be, but we got this for it. Um, mm-hmm. That's not what they want to do. So I wonder, like, going into after Labor Day, when the GMs sort of get back from the lake and start picking up the phones and looking at training camp, do you think mm-hmm. there's stuff done in the training camp? 
I, I still I still think you're standing pat, but okay. I think another thing too. Shoot, you're having conversations. Clearly, you're not going to take not take a phone call with that end because who knows what the, what the offers are going to be at that point. But uh, injury and training camp changes the whole scenario for any team, right? That there's or something some players not working as well as they thought they were going to in a certain situation. So then those conversations speed up, pick up a little bit more, or, you know, you're going into October, you know, at the end of October, all of a sudden you got an injury here, or pieces aren't working somewhere and you're not playing as well as you should be. I'm talking about other teams in the NHL too. And then that urgency kind of picks up a little bit, but yeah, the, clearly conversations are being had, but I still think, We've seen the patience from this team, and it's work, like the Dubois trade is the best example of waiting. And I know, like, a lot of the people wanted the sexy yeah. moves at the trade deadline, but that is a great example right there of why you kind of can wait and get, you know, find that right situation that works for your team. And, you know, obviously it helps. You're, you're not so much concerned about the other team, you're worried about how this is going to make it look. And just back to what Jim said, they can't be worse after the trade. That there's, you know, this is a team that still wants to make the playoffs and make some noise there. They're not rebuilding. They're, they're just clear with your, with the P, the core players that you have. You're not rebuilding. Or, you know, you're not starting over again. That's so, what. Uh, that's what you have. That's where the patience part plays in here, right? It's just like you're not going to get worse out of these trades. You have with the quality of the caliber of the player that you're sending here. You it has to come back. Just you have to be better, period, or as as good as you were before that trade happened. So, and I get that, Jamie. So, yeah. how how much is making the playoffs weighed compared to losing both Hellebuck and Shifley for nothing? Yeah, like like so then, like I, yeah. I'm 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 this is this is the, the big w- question here. I've gone this to the, is the big one. I've gone away yeah. from the thought process that this offseason it has to be done. I'm understanding that even November December you could still make a trade for either one of those two. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you five points into a playoff spot or five points out in January yeah. deal these two guys unless yeah. unless it is what it is we value the playoffs this year more than losing them for nothing. Yeah, I that that that's where it gets real complicated because you know you're still feeling the effects of COVID and the loss, you know, impact economically from that. Right. And that's where you're. And other than winning, that's what it's about in a market like this. Other than winning, we have to make money. Yeah. There's that is hands down the biggest, you know, to me, one of the biggest factors here, because it's just, it's not just randomly. Okay. We're we're, going to go with this, but how does it set us up economically? You, you need to sell tickets. Right, smallest building in the NHL outside of Arizona. We're not going to talk about that because that's just fantasy land. But it's just <laughs> it it that is what is is driving things and the decisions that have to be made uh, to me, um, especially with what you know. You still I don't care what anybody says. You still feel the effects of COVID in some ways, where the, the loss of uh, uh, merch, you know, money in that way. But I still you know it, it, it's going to make for a very interesting season and. I, I will say this with Connor Hellebuck. I don't think this is going to be a distraction. The conversations, I think he's going to deal with it the first day of training camp. And then we're not going to hear about it unless, you know, visiting media comes and asks the same question, mm-hmm. but he's, he's been able to control the narrative many times, you know, either a answering the question the way he wants to, or not answering the question at all. Um, it's I don't believe either one of these players is going to be distracted by what their, their long-term future is going to be after this year. So, so um, you Do know, you- a lot, a lot of, a lot of factors are coming in guys and it's, it's going to make for a fascinating year. We only have 30 seconds, but we're getting this on the yeah. text line, and I know you're getting it all summer because we all are. 
Yeah. Um, are they gone? Like in your mind, like if if they're in, oh. like we got a text here that says, say the Jets are in first place in January, would they consider yeah. re-signing? Oh. Well, that that's a signs in the player. Here's the thing, too. Mark Scheifele has never said once that he doesn't want to be here. No, right? there's, there's, yeah, there's, and has refuted a report that did mention it. Yeah, has so, said I've never said that. When when there was a report from Cervelli that said that he can't, Cervelli said he was told that he's adamant that he never said that. Yeah, and I, and I believe and I believe Mark on that one. So I, we've not heard that. And Connor Hellebuck's the other on the other side here. He said it, but hasn't really said it. So um, I, I think you know if you're in a first place team, it's really easy to start having those conversations about extensions um, at that point. But um, I don't know. I. I, I have no clarity on whether one or both will be here um, at the end of the season. Jamie Thomas, Jets color analyst with us right now. Jamie, you take care. Talk soon. Okay. Enjoy okay, that guys. Tuesday dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing right now in the kitchen while I'm talking to you guys. Oh, your wife is going to be so excited. You never do anything with her on Tuesday, Jamie. She's so pumped right now. I've got new moves. I've got new moves. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Step in. Let me know what you guys think. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. We'll continue to discuss this. When you're married, you can step in. When you're not, you step back. It's good advice, Jim. Everybody Thank should you. be listening to Jim Toth yeah, on that one. Everybody I mean, should be listening to relationship advice exactly. on mine. For me, yeah. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on six eight CJOB. Thank you very much, Skylar Peters, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868 in conversation with Jamie Thomas in the last little bit, uh, Jets color analyst with 680 CJOB. Talking about off-season change for the Winnipeg Jets. Has it wrapped up? Is it uh, is it is it finito? Are they going to take this into training camp? Got a text message here, 204-780-6868. This texter says, if we assume the Jets are first in their division at the deadline, and they've got an opportunity to make a deep playoff run, do you think Shifley or Hellebuck consider re-signing? Hellebuck's numbers are likely better because the team would be better defensively. What do you guys think? Uh, that one says, uh, that texture says thanks. I don't think they're re-signing. No, I don't think they're re-signing either. I, we haven't heard anything I definitive. I shouldn't say that about Shifley. I don't, I don't know. But from everything I've read and understand, I don't think, I mean, things can change. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. But I don't think that would influence them for Look at the, the long-term de- picture yeah, where yeah. they want to be. Or or there's so much goes into it now. Like we've talked about with the Johnny Goudreau's and stuff. It's more than just winning. It's it's weird, but it's where do, where do I want to live? Where do we want to live? Like, to be fair, he's earned this as an unrestricted free agent. Both of yeah. them have. They've done their time. They've re-signed here. Um, they've played their time. I, I don't hold it against a, a non-restricted free agent to sit down with his wife, and now they have two kids, Connor Hellebuck, and go, where Where do you want to spend the rest of our lives? Where do you want to spend the next six to eight years? Yeah. And we can pick it for the first time. Here's, And so I don't begrudge a guy that, right? Like if, no. he, like if Johnny Gaudreau and his wife want to live in Columbus, that wasn't a hockey decision in my mind. That was a where do you and I want to live and raise our kids? And was, so I don't yeah. begrudge that from a, from Connor Hellebuck or Mark Scheifele. It was clearly not a hockey decision. I mean, when you look at it from the standpoint of money and you look at it from the standpoint for them, as well as for the standpoint of the Winnipeg Jets, and we were talking about with G, with Jamie about, you know, uh, you know, can you afford as the Winnipeg Jets to, if you're in a playoff position, not make a playoff push? Um, I mean, just the realities of, 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 of playoff uh, revenue and how important that is to this team and every team in the National Hockey League, but it's particularly important here in Winnipeg. 
um, not moving those guys out is, does it become more difficult to sell this season with Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck coming around? And I agree with Jamie in terms of Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley. They'll probably address the first day of training camp. Everyone's going to move on and we're going to play hockey, but it's going to be a constant thing. That's going to be in the back of everybody's mind. Here's the thing. I mean, does does that, does it affect it? So there's no contending team in January or come trade deadline end of February, March. That's going to go. Here's a second line center for Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Here's a top two D man for Mark Shifley. Because they want those guys, because they're in the playoffs, to make a run. The vice versa of that is, we'll just go back to last year, the Chicago Blackhawks of the world, the Anaheim Ducks of the world. Same thing at the deadliner in January. They're not going to go, here's whoever, Trevor Zegras for so-and-so. Because they don't know if they're going to resign there. Mm-hmm. So why would an Anaheim or a Chicago in January acquire these guys and give you anything for them and vice versa? Why would a contending team do it? It really crept into my mind last night when I was thinking about it, that if this is going to be run back, which I don't, I'm, I'm kind of 50, 50 on. They, I think after Labor Day, they're going to start having these conversations and see where teams are at and see if it changes anything. Right. The other thing is, is you go in a training camp and I'm not saying the two players we're talking about, Shifley or Hellebuck, are going to dog it. I don't think they ever would. When no, you're going no, into a UFA won't. year. No, they won't. But there could be other teams around the league that go, this guy is wants out of here and doesn't even isn't even trying. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Shifley and Hellebuck, I don't think would do that. And I also don't think they would do that going into a UFA year. Um, <clears throat> so it's just peculiar to me that, look, this is a small market team. And with the pandemic still around, we all know they want to sell some tickets. They all need to sell some tickets. They ha- Nothing sells tickets like winning. And in this market, that might be disputed because last year, up until January, they were winning and still had to sell tickets. That's right. It's, it's fascinating to me the debate that might be going on between the hockey department and the business department. Yeah. We'll find out the first two weeks of the season if you're buying tickets to see Hellebuck and Shifley again. This is and here, here and, this, and and sorry, Ken, but yeah. the, the flip side of that is, um, like you just do you just go? We we're not going to get better by dealing these guys. I honestly believe that. I think there's been calls made last summer and the summer before that, and if Kevin Cheveldayoff could have got a Pierre Luc Dubois deal that actually. You know, is the team better? We're going to find out. But is the team awful from that trade? No. Did the team get worse from that trade? I don't think so. I think they got a little deeper yeah. for the style they want to play defensively. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, like, if if they're going to do this. We're going to deal both these guys because we can't lose them for nothing. But we are, this set us back wait time. I think they might, you know, decide we got to try and make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We got to try and earn some revenue here year to year. Every year team has a budget every year and try to do it. But I just, I don't know how you lose these guys for nothing unless you say nothing's going to make us better. There's nothing being offered and we might as well try to earn some revenue. I I was thinking about recently about what Paul Maurice was saying when he, when he resigned about sort of um, the messaging uh, getting stale, not being able to, um, push the guys in push the buttons that he wanted to push. Um, I I've kind of got to think thinking that there's sort of a similar feeling amongst the fan base about uh, the current makeup of the roster and, and, and some of the players that are um, uh, some of the players that have been here a really long time. I, I, I would circle Mark Shifley 
um, in on that list. Um, and I understand that there is so many uh, challenges and factors that the Winnipeg Jets face that other teams don't. I mean, the, 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 there's that's absolutely a fact. Um, but I wonder if we're talking about money and we're talking about playoff revenue and the, and the need for that, uh, are Winnipeg sports fans and hockey fans uh, going to be willing to pay NHL pricing for tickets um, with a, with, with a similar roster as to last year. I mean, barring of course, Blake Wheeler's not on the team, you know, Gabe Velarde's coming in here. We don't know what's going to happen. There's no guarantees, but is there still that feeling around it, Jim? Is, I, is, is, is there a, is there sort of like, we've seen these guys on the ice. We've seen the same situations year over year when things get tough, the exact stuff that Rick bonus was talking about at the end of last year. Do, 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 do you know what I'm saying here? Like, I do. do you know where I'm Cam, coming from I, here. I said this at the end of last year. I think that fans will pay to watch Adam Lowry, Nito Nita Ryder work their tail off, mm-hmm. 20 of them, night in and night out, win or lose, more so than I think they will pay to watch this team run it back. I, I think that, and I don't know this, yeah. I think a lot of the majority of the core Jets fans are going to go regardless. They won't be happy with the roster. They don't like this. They don't like it. But it's NHL hockey. They're my Jets. I want to go. I'm still going to go to a game. I can afford it. I want to go. As a fan, I'm still going to go and buy my tickets. There you and go. I'm still so going to do that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But there are fans out there that are, I think, honestly, that are going to go, I'm tired of watching elite, highly skilled players not show up every night. Yeah. That, in this market, cannot be understated. In other markets, you can. Toronto Maple Leafs fans will go to a Leafs game, and if Matthews or Nylander dogs it a night, they'll go again. They might not go again or will go again. In this town, people tell me games that they know Line A took, line a took off. Yeah, I went to a game on this year, and Line A turned the puck over four times and it was a minus two, and I'm like, that was five years ago. This is a town that wants to see effort. Yeah. And the worst thing this team could have done, they could lose to Vegas in five games. It's the fashion in which they lost that fifth game. They've seen that before. They're tired of it. It was like going back to the first time they made the playoffs back here in Winnipeg against Anaheim and they got swept. You couldn't fault the effort of that team in those four games. They were in every single game. They got unlucky. You know, thing they the mistakes Gave added. Late goals. Uh, I know, but you can't. Andrew you can't, Ladd was playing hurt. There yeah, was, you're not looking at that series and going. We hear about Wheeler on social media all the time. The fans that I know that pay money, they might want him to go or might not want him out, but not one of them doesn't go. The guy played with broken ribs. The guy lost a testicle and went to the front of the net the next period. The guy that this is that kind of town. Yeah, Adam Lowry, Nito Nita Ryder, will. They'll pay to watch that kind of effort. Kyle yeah. Connor, Nick Ehlers, show up every night, work your tail off. That's what this kind of town is. Yeah. I don't know if they don't see that this year. Like 12 games in and a couple guys take a game off, I think you have a real hard time selling tickets. I, I, and I, but I, if you go 2-10 yeah. and 10 and you're fighting and scrapping and trying everything you can with this this lineup, I think people will buy a ticket. And yeah. I honestly believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think if... Uh, th- there needs to be some more change in, in to the roster. I mean, but that's that's just my opinion. What's on the it. first thing somebody asks you about, other than the trades this summer? It's that game five in Vegas. Well, yeah. How can so many of them not show up, and then three days later be upset that their coach wasn't happy they didn't show up? 
Well, that was a that was a I wouldn't even call it a turning point, Jim. It was sort of a, a a nail in the coffin, and I think in a lot of people's opinion about how the core makeup was. Who showed up in all five games? Adam Lowry did. Blake Wheeler did, mm-hmm. and Nito Nita Ryder did. Yeah. They didn't have one bad game. And I know Mark Shifley wasn't in that game, and uh, you know Josh Morrissey was. I'm out not too pointing at that like point. they just, and you can throw the names all around. Yeah. Collectively, this town wants to see somebody work their tail off. Yeah. Look at how talented the Bombers are. It's but it's it's the look ch- at how yeah. much skill they have, and they watch it because these guys work. It's there's just it's so tough to not make those comparisons. Because you just you hear the mentality and you hear what the Bombers are saying. And I understand they've had a great team. They've been to the Grey Cup. Things are good if you are a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. A lot different than if you're a member of the Winnipeg Jets. But I, I, having said all this, Jim, they're also I also have the understanding that the challenges of of this of this market and and you know saying like, listen, we we can't just give Mark Shifley away for nothing. It's just like what Jamie Jamie Thomas said. We we have to make the team better, if not a, a parallel move. And if that's not what you're getting off, you're getting offered. Do you, do you just make a move for the sake of it well, to yeah. make a change? And that, and that's there's, what there's, I'm, there's lots uh, of fans who would say, make you got to make you got to pull the trigger. You got to do something. You got to switch things up. Maybe I need to. Be I don't. More clear. I don't know. See, I'm not. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I'm just saying there's a lot of fans that think that. Yeah, maybe I would need to be more clear. Like I'm not. The Shifleys, the Connors, the Ealers of the world, that's who sell tickets. You yeah. come to see players like that. But if they work like the Lowrys, the Nita Riders, all that night in, night out, that will sell, I think. That will, you know, but you've got to have it. And I just, I from what I hear, there are a lot of people, like I was in Portage La Prairie in when that was going down on the yeah. exit day means at a minor hockey tournament. And I had people I never even, I don't know. I've never even seen him before come up to me and go, what do you think? And they tell mm-hmm. me like one guy was saying, I come in from Altona for five to six games. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. If they run this, this core back that cause a game five against yeah. Vegas. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I think is on bonus. That's what's on Chevy is. Do I like the mix for the last five or six years? Yeah, I do. I think it's a highly skilled hockey team. But it was it's not working. And to his point, he's like, I drive in and I see a game like game five in Vegas. And I, I'm of the forefront. In 82 games, you're lucky if you get 70 to 72 where it's optimal effort night in, night out. Guys are hurt. Guys are traveling. Uh, the, guys come home and their human, baby didn't sleep that they're night. Human they're beings. up all night. They're human they're beings. They're human beings, yes. But they have to have, a like the year before that when they missed the playoffs and the Arizona game and the Buffalo coming off back-to-backs and stuff, you just, yeah. the mix wasn't right. And so maybe this new mix, maybe the Ayafalos and the Gabe Velardis, who I, I believe in and stuff, yeah. get in there with a Shifley and stuff, and maybe it works. And But I do know this is, an, uh, this is, this is a tough situation. You can't make a deal that makes this roster worse. No. You can't go, we just got to get rid of these guys. Yeah. And and that's the dilemma, right? Because they could walk for free. Jim, I, I, I'm surprised. And I actually 100% believe this, that this team, and it's, I don't think it is anymore. I don't think it is right now of that caliber heading into this season. But two, three years ago, I'm, I'm surprised this team didn't make it to a cup final. Just, just I, looking I, at their makeup. People will laugh at me and go analytics this, analytics that. Blah, I don't blah, care. Blah. Like I don't care. I that that you team. Have, yes, without a doubt. You have a top five goalie in the league for six years. You have a top six forward crew, top five. Yeah. For six years, 
and you augment it with different role players throughout with a solid. And when you need a defense, you made a big trade and went and got two guys. Yeah. This team is underachieved. Without a doubt. Let's take a break. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Alan H., we're going to get more of you guys' text messages on this. Uh, Alan, we'll leave with this text. Hey, Cam. We'll have more after this. Hey, Cam and Jim. If you go back to the exit interview, Shifley, when asked about extending, he said that he idolized Steve EY, uh, Steven, uh, Steve Eiserman, of course, uh, for playing for one team. I would be fine running most of the expiring players if they are going to make the postseason. After all, you can get lucky and go deep or go all the way. That one from Alan H. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Final segment here. Time for some text messages from you guys. We'll do the Team USA thing tomorrow. We just we had a real good conversation there, and you guys really really got engaged and chimed in. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, this texter says, uh, it will be a thing all year. The fans want effort at the end of the day. If they see that, no matter who is on the team, they will sell tickets. And to contrast that, Dom text the show. He says, fans want the players to work, but if they don't win, the casual fans... Uh, will not go to games you got to win. This is an interesting thought, though. With Ayafalo and Gabe Velarde, and you know, you bring back Shifley and Connor Hellebuck, it's interesting, right, to yeah. see if this team plays a, de- a better defensive game, A, how great Hellebuck could be because yeah. he's been great and got another Vesna nod on a poor defending yeah. team. And then Shifley, like if he's – if he can even get a little better defensively or just the guys around him are mm-hmm. like, it, that's what I mean when Kevin Sheveldayoff, if he's fielding calls or making calls that goes, this is the offer. Yeah. And, and if, if we can play better defensively around everybody and elevate the two elite players game yeah. that way, what do we have? Uh, and you know, it's I, a fair thing, right? Like it, I, yeah, and I understand why he might be going, I'm not giving you Mark Shifley for two third, third line forwards. I have third line forwards. It's difficult as a fan to sit around and wait for something to happen. Um, but I, I also have to say that when Shevel Dayoff has been patient and he's waited and been patient, um, things have worked out almost batting 100 on a lot of that stuff. So if a trade is going to be made for Hellebach and a trade is going to be made for Shifley, and perhaps there, there, there needs to be some patience here because as when as 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 this organization said it again, you can't just let them walk for 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 nothing here. There has to be, I I mean it's I'm of the opinion I don't think it's going to be a this year trade, but it might be a trade that is it's it's not going to be a pound for pound 2023 2024 coming up. It's going to be a this is going to be a winning trade for the Jets, but it's going to be in two three years. I think they're going to be forced to have to take a deal like that if they run it back. And start the season with Shifley and Hellebuck. Yeah. I think it's a fascinating question to ask our listeners and the fans of, will you be upset if they walk for nothing? Yeah. And if, you, and if you have bounced, to keep in mind, and you have, yeah. to, you have to give, whether you like Chevy or not, the benefit of the doubt that a trade would have been done if it made the team better. Like, don't tell me that, oh, you could have got Charlie McAvoy out of Boston for Shifley and you didn't, yeah. and now he walked for free. That's not what's going on here. That deal would be done. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting if they run it back, how the listeners feel that, look, say they go at it again this mm-hmm. way, whether they make the postseason or not, will you be upset if they walk for nothing? If they get bounced in the first or second round, that will be the opinion. But if they get to the conference final... I think then people would be like, it was worth it to give it a shot and become the final four. But I think it would be just like Johnny Gaudreau. The Flames got to the second round that year and they got bounced. 
And that was the sentiment that came over Calgary. How do you let these guys go for nothing? I think it would be the same thing here. Anyways. That's Jim, a good point. Yeah, Jim told to take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.